Hi everybody, I am Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie out right now that it's gonna make you, what's well, gonna make you cry, it's gonna make you laugh, and it's called The Art of Racing in the Rain. It stars my guest, Milo Ventimiglia. Hey, Welcome to the show. Happy to be here, thank you. And what you've done, Milo, is broken all the rules that actors are always told <laughs> never to do. Don't work with animals, animals don't work with kids. Kids, yeah. and there you are. Yeah, <laughs> and, hap- um, and there I am happily. And you just said, I don't care what you say, you know, this is it. What made you? Are you just yourself a major dog lover? Um, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm, this wasn't a role that I was afraid of, but it felt like something that I slash we as an audience needed. It's a human story. It's a story about a good father, a story about a good husband, a story about a, a, a lovely family that is teaching their dog Enzo the life lessons it needs to imprint its soul that when he becomes a human in his next life he'll be ready to be a good person he does want to be a human he does want oh so badly (laughs) so badly what he wants Mm -hmm. yeah even curses himself for being a dog in moments when his instinct is giving him insight to what this family is going through but he can't speak it he can't say it he just says sit back and let things happen so, do you have a dog yourself? No, no. Yeah, do no. you even like them? Love dogs. Okay. Yeah, love dogs. If you said that, I think we'd have to end. Oh yeah, no. I'd, you know? I'd grab the bucket of popcorn. <laughs> I'd be out the door. The door. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even give you the popcorn. That's fine. You know, Maybe one piece really, on my way it out. It can't really happen. Also, yeah. this uh, dog Enzo, named after Enzo Ferrari, Correct. too. You know, which yeah. is great. Uh, sounds suspiciously like Kevin Costner. S- very much so. <laughs> I mean, one could even say it might be Kevin Costner. He was here a couple of weeks ago, oh, so yeah. I'm still hearing, you know. Sure. Uh, I mean, what, what, a, what a lovely co-star that I never got to work with. So you're not hearing on the set while you're doing this what we're hearing in the audience no, that he's no. saying. No, And much like you, no one is hearing what the dog is actually thinking. No. Yeah. Yeah, there's no talking dogs in this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all the inner monologue of this dog as he's talking to himself, telling the story to himself of this family, of this man. But, yeah, no, I didn't hear anything. I kind of, our script supervisor and our director, Simon Curtis, they would talk amongst themselves. They would, she would read uh, Enzo's dialogue, and Simon would kind of pause me and say, okay, now hold on, please. And then I'd just be interacting with the dog, you know, and then he'd say, okay, and action. And then I'd resume my lines or dialogue or whatever I needed to or we needed to or anything. So I wasn't actually hearing any kind of voice or thoughts or... Huh. What, what are the perils and the joys of working with a dog as a scene partner? You have two basic uh, Enzo's well, in I mean, one, they're going to steal the scene from you because... Yeah, yeah, well... I mean, they're handsome. Sorry. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're, they're, you know... Well, you've been called work. all those things, but still, there's... <laughs> a, and I, and yeah, but they do it with their, te- with their, with their, their tongues out and their tails wagging. <laughs> you haven't tried um, that one yet. I haven't tried that one yet. <laughs> but... Um, because they're animals, you know, you, you have to respect that they're animals and, and take time and be patient with what they need to learn and what they need to do repetitive over and over and over again. Not distract them, you know. I feel like people can be distracted, but yet we can handle a lot on our plate at any given time. Animals, it was task at hand. Walk from there to there, pick up some popcorn or lay down or whatever it is. Hold the remote in its mouth. Mm-hmm. So... It was a discipline of patience to just make sure that 
myself and the trainers were communicating and that um, I was giving the dogs what they needed. And in turn, instinctually, they gave me what I needed, which was a scene partner. And that, that was what was so special about our two dogs, about Parker and Butler, was what they were doing instinctually. Who they were was remarkable. But I would also, I would talk to the dogs like I would people. Like, just, you know, not really full voice. In certain moments, I'd have to crouch down and whisper into Parker's ear and just, I would tell him what was what. Say, hey, we're going to do this scene. I'm going to be a little stressed, but I love you, kid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're, uh, we're fine. Um, it's not you. So, yeah, don't, it's don't, me. Don't let, it, don't let yourself get agitated. Just, just stick with me. And at the end of it, I got a nice chicken treat for you. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. But what made you, not a dog owner, say, I want to do this movie? It was a beautiful human story. You know, what I saw again was a good man um, living a life that was, in many points of it, difficult. Challenges, obstacles, real life stuff that was just constantly, constantly hanging on him. And I saw his heart and his determination to get through all that Mm -hmm. and to do it for those that he loved. And I love the message behind that. Caring for the people that you really love and that fills you up. Well, who can argue with that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And, and also, who can't relate to that? That's the thing that I also loved about this. It felt like an extension of my TV show, This Is Us. It felt like something that everybody can draw from. Everybody can connect to Denny. Everybody can connect to Eve. Everyone can connect to, to uh, Enzo's point of view. It just felt very relative. Yeah. Who have you played that we can't connect it to? Who was the rat bastard in your career? Um, I played a couple. I played one uh, in a movie called Wild Card with Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Played the son of a mob boss who got away with the worst behavior. Um, I played uh, the, the villain at the end of the second season of Gotham, the TV show. He was a, uh, he was a killer. Mm-hmm. Um, I played some pretty dark guys. Is that enjoyable to you too? I think everyone that I play, short of that that uh, that movie Wild Card, yeah. I enjoyed. That guy I just really didn't like. I didn't like putting on the character. I just didn't like any of it. But for me, it's they're all different sides of humanity, and I always feel like there's something to learn and 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 uh, something to display to people. Whether you're inspiring to be good or showcasing that we really can't be this inhumane. Well. Sometimes by showing that inhumanity, you're, you are also revealing something about sure. to us in the yeah, audience about absolutely. what we don't want to be. Exactly. You know, which is a good thing, too. It's one of the great things about being an actor. He's yeah. good at what he does, mm-hmm. is that you can have that. Yeah. And speaking about good at what you do, congratulations, third Emmy. Third Emmy, yeah, thank nomination you. Nomination for you. The, the, uh, This Is Us and uh, season four coming in. Yeah. Uh, I'm already two episodes in. I start wow. episode three so tomorrow. So just tell us what happened in those, please. Uh, in the first two or the next, <laughs> the next 16? Just all of them, yeah. Oh, man. We should know. So what much. What can you actually tell us? Not a Nothing, thing. Huh? Not, Not a, a thing. single thing. No. I mean, I could say it's going to be great. I know what I've shot already <laughs> is, is, really is good. right in line with everything that This Is Us has done from seasons one to two to three. Uh, the formula hasn't changed. Uh, the Pearson family feels like we're getting even deeper and deeper and deeper into who this family is and who these people are as individuals in it. You know, um, it's really just, it's a joy to work on. I've had, I've had a really, 
amazing couple years going from that show to this film and yeah I'm I'm, uh, I'm really lucky it's fascinating to me because I remember also seeing you in um, Rocky Balboa yeah where Sylvester Stallone is your father mm -hmm. and that he has those speeches where he's basically you know, talking about fatherhood and sure. what it is and what yeah. it's doing, you know. Yeah. But then when, I think it was season two of This Is Us. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and Sly he, came on. Sly yeah. comes on mm -hmm. doing a scene with Kevin yeah. in a movie that he's doing, yeah. talking about you, who's gone. Who's his son. Who's his but, son. But also his, 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 uh, he was his, uh, his hero. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, well, when I had, the, I had the first conversation with Sly about joining the show and and I pretty much told him, I, I explained his part of it, you know, inspiring a younger actor and his, how he was my character, Jack's biggest on-screen hero. And I basically told him, I said, all of that couldn't be closer to the truth. As a younger actor, I know what it was like to be on set with you and to, to just watch, listen and learn mm -hmm. what he was up to and what he was able to accomplish and, and I applied that to my everyday working process as an actor, but then also from the character's point of view, like he was my on-screen hero, I'm like, well, yeah, Sly was my on-screen hero too, <laughs> you know? So I don't know, maybe a lot of flattery got him, but also, I mean, you know, his involvement with our writers and writing, you know, collect, like coming together to, to share his voice and what he wanted to tell of being, playing himself. I don't know that he's ever played himself uh, yeah, anything I can't other than, than the show, but it was, yeah, he had a good day. He had a, he had a good time. He told me, he goes, it was a really good day. So <laughs> it's a really good day. Yeah, it was a really it's good a day. really good day. Yeah. 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 Well, the, the two of you have some similarities. Yeah. People, people, going. people think that I'm actually his son. Hmm. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Just go. Yeah. To do it. Well, you always say that you have this crooked mouth. I do. Yeah. So where does that come from? Look at how you're doing. Uh, just, I was born that way. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it comes from or what, what got broken on, on the way out, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's definitely, it's definitely crooked. Um, I, I, used to, I used to talk out of the side of my face like this. It was that really? pronounced, and I really didn't realize it until I was, I think it might have been a teenager, and I saw like a local news channel interview or something, and... I was really struck by how crooked my mouth was when I spoke. And so I remember sitting down in front of a mirror and reading and trying to catch what words made my mouth very, very crooked. And in doing that, I figured out how I could kind of level it out a little bit. And it gave me kind of a lazy speech pattern. So now people don't quite know where I'm from because of my lazy speech pattern, because I'm trying to correct my crooked mouth. But... I don't know. It works. It is. It's all kind of working. I think so. You know? I mean, but did it did it intimidate you when you were starting out? When absolutely. You were doing this, and you have like moments of how am I going to do this audition? Um, were people cruel as people in Hollywood can be? Yes, they were. <laughs> yeah. I had a. I was in a casting one time. I had a casting director say, "Hey, could you just stop doing that thing you're doing with your mouth? Because you're doing a thing with your mouth." And I go, "You know what? I was born that way." <laughs> and I just stared at him. He goes, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm like, "No, you're not." And then I did the thing and I didn't get the part, but it was like, that was me. That was me. I, I feared playing a vampire because, you know, vampires, when they play vampires, like they open their mouth and the big fangs and I was just going <sighs> to, 
I was gonna go to the side, and I thought that would just look ridiculous. <laughs> or if I was ever like, you know, now I've some so someone wearing a mask, just like there's a dead giveaway. Oh, that no, <laughs> that's the guy with the crooked mouth. No. We know who that <laughs> is. <laughs> Yeah, he can't be. He can't be that guy. You've been, you know, been on Gilmore Girls. You've been on Heroes. You've been mm-hmm. on different shows, and now this is us. Yeah. When people see you on the street or at a restaurant, who are you to them? Do, do they um, all have their favorites? Uh, they do. You know, sometimes you know people will say, you know, you, you're always Jess to me, or you were always Peter to me, or <laughs> I can't see you as anybody other than Jack. I just kind of go with whatever energy they're bringing at me and try and reflect it back on them because obviously whatever I've done, whatever I've been a part of has impacted them. And that means that I'm onto something with this work because that's all I've ever tried to do as an actor is, is be truthful with the characters, be honest and deliver a performance that feels like that person that I'm playing is alive and real and you can reach out and, and grasp who they are and know who they are, and being on TV in particular, I'm in people's homes. Every week I'm in people's homes, so I'm almost a member of the family. The character is a member of the family, mm-hmm. so I understand you know, the, the hugs and, and all the excitement when people see Jack Pearson out in the world. It's, uh, it's all part of it. Do we have one question from the outside world for Milo? Let's see what Ava M. says. Did starring in this movie give you the desire to own a pet if you don't own Well, we found out that you don't. Own yeah, it, But I what don't. about the desire to own one? No, not at all. That's just wrong, Milo. You know I think you need to be convinced. You need to go no, back. Listen, listen, I'm going to have Kevin Costner call you. You know, Let me tell you something. Enzo. If Parker, our two-year-old, mm-hmm. and the presence of Kevin Costner said, I need a home, of course. Nurse. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a companion now. <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> but for me, I know my life is kind of on the road and it's difficult. And they have been trying all week with adoptable puppies. I bet. That were beautiful and smelled delicious and all of that. And I was like, you know what? I can't. I don't. I'm not there right now. My life is, very, is, is full and brimming and, and brewing over. And I need to uh, make my parameters a little bigger to let a little more in. Well, people will hate you, but it's just it's okay, you know? Hey, wait, hate just, me because I, I know my limits? No dog. Yeah, well, we don't care about the dog lovers among us don't care about your limits. We basically does, want this dog to enter your life in Which some dog? Way. Like this metaphorical dog? Or are we talking about Enzo? I, was, well, en- I would have stolen Enzo. There was but, no but question. That's, but that's, but that's, bro, that's like dog napping. I mean, that's, that's, like, that's, like, that's, like, that's like me on my set, like connecting with one of my kids on the set. <laughs> it doesn't like, matter. You know what? You've got great parents, but you're coming home with me. <laughs> me? Yeah, fine. Or Amanda Seyfried. I didn't see Amanda him. Seyfried and saying like, you know what? I know you're married. I know you got a baby, but we had such a lovely uh, uh, <laughs> sure. movie marriage. Wait. You know what? You're going to be my wife <laughs> now. Like, you can't do that those things are, have happened in hollywood i'm afraid you know i know you're being have, naive they, about no no, no i'm not being naive i'm choosing to not go down the path that other people okay. have well i don't maybe, really want to lead you there but i'm just telling you there's a little of that oh happening. peter i'm gonna i'm gonna blame you now, I, if it happens <laughs> i'm be like hey peter bring it travers, on this is what peter travers bring did it, yeah. he said it he brought it on yeah it's first time you're on this show so you don't know we end in song I didn't know. Well, but we do. Did you know that I don't sing? Yes, but everybody doesn't sing. You know, do you think that Kevin Costner, well, he does sing. He does have a, a bit of a band. And he was reluctant to do the little bit that I, but he did it. Is everybody singing the same everybody song? Everybody sing. no, God, no. 
They did, sing. Did you you should a sing a song, song to the imaginary dog that you'll never have. I think it would be great. There's always a song in someone's why, heart. Why does all of a sudden Baby Shark is the only thing that pops in my That's head? That's great! No, I'm not going to sing Baby Shark. Do, 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 well, you do, brought do. It, no. You, br you brought it up? No. What is it? What is the song in your heart? The song in my heart? Yes. I mean, the song in my heart is a little more like mix of like Chet Baker, Blue Room, and some kind of Joe Strummer Clash thing. That, but, those are great. Yeah, but you can't combine the two. But you could. They're in your head. No, I'm an actor. Well, listen, I'm me. an actor. Like they, they write lines for me, and I deliver them. Mm -hmm. Come on. <laughs> There's something your parents must have sung to you as a child. No. Oh, now you, I you really, you really did like. Everybody me does it. It would be so sad if you didn't. It doesn't. They don't sing a whole song. They sing a little. Oh jeez. Something. Oh man. What? No. Oh, Peter. Is that a song? Who <laughs> did it? Chet Baker. All right. Um, I'm going to butcher some Chet Baker, but... That's what I want to hear. All right. We'll have a blue room, a new room, four to room, where every day's a holiday because you're married to me. Not like a ballroom, a small room, a whole room where I can smoke my pipe away with your wee head upon my knee. We will thrive on, keep alive on, just nothing but kisses. With Mr. and Mrs. on little blue chairs. You sew your true sew, and Robinson Crusoe is not so far from worldly cares as our blue room for way upstairs. Beautiful! Oh, God. Come on! Where's the Milo musical? I know. I just here's the thing. I just had no, to look like, you in the eye you and did. deliver the lines. And at that point, we were married in yeah. a little blue room. We were in a blue room. You were sewing a trousseau. Oh, okay. I think I was, and I was saying to you, Milo, we've got to have a dog. I mean, and that's how it ended. Well, you're like Milo. Thank, thank God you're, you're America's father, and you're playing race car drivers. Because <laughs> thank you, Peter. <laughs>